Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road, well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. This time around, reaching out to the Lansing area and Robert Sheehan, CEO of the Community Mental Health Association of Michigan. Bob, welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Excellent. Yes, we uh, spoke with you last uh, May or so, and uh, and now some more issues have come up uh, regarding uh, public mental health and how it impacts our community. So we wanted to touch base with you once again. Starting it off, from what I understand, Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky has introduced two bills, Senate Bills 597 and 598, which uh, attempt to reboot our community's mental health system. So I'm going to find out from you what does this mean for our community? Sure, those two bills that Senator Shirky proposed really would be harmful to Michigan public mental health system, that 300,000 Michiganers who rely on it. Let me give you some examples in states that have gone this way. What they found, and we'll find it in Michigan, taking a look at some of the data, that the overhead for the private health plans, and that's Senator Shirky's bills that move the public mental health system under the control of the private health insurance companies, their overhead is two and a half times the overhead of the public mental health system. So immediately we lose $300 million from the public mental health system, sort of the biggest cut we've ever seen. Secondly, the public mental health system does really does work with really elaborate, complex cases, including not only mental health treatment, but housing and employment and poverty issues. And health plans aren't used to that. They're used to a medical model that is you know, office-based psychotherapy or psychiatry. They're not used to the vast array of services people need. In fact, currently, they manage the what's called the mild to moderate benefit for Medicaid enrollees. And the performance has been dismal. It's hard to get in if you have a Medicaid card to a private a practitioner, to a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist. So a lot of clients have actually said, why, why would we turn over the whole system of the most complex care to a private health insurance plan that can't manage the most mild care? And then thirdly, it would destroy local partnerships. The public health system has been in the community since the 1960s, and they're, they're an institution in the best use of that term, meaning their longtime partnership with law enforcement, schools, and homeless providers, and employers, and that would be destroyed. Those would no longer exist because the health plans would be purchasing from from anybody who said they could do this work, whether they had the history with our kind of client. So those, those are the downsides of Senator Shirky's bills. All right. And, well, my, my next question was diving into what would happen if the bills passed into law. And I, I heard a bit of that and, and how it would affect our Michigan residents. So if you'd like to drill a little deeper, you're welcome to do so at this point. Sure. A similar proposal made back in 2016, and the state impaneled a number of small groups and large groups and focus groups, and they heard from 1,100 people served, and nearly to a person, people said they didn't want their public system moved into the hands of private insurance companies. So we're a bit stunned that Senator Shirky's bill would come out again, actually ignoring the voice of people served, who are the clients and patients, right, who probably should have the biggest voice in it. We also see, again, what's happened in other states, and our association's finishing up a multi-state study, and in every state that's happened, the provider the network is shattered because the rates paid by the plans are, are the health insurance companies are bad. I mean, one of the, people forget this, one of the ways that health insurance companies and the Medicaid market make money is by paying low, low rate. That's why if you have a Medicaid card and you have a mild mental health condition, you, you can't get in because the private practitioner who has that contract with health plans can't afford to, to serve you because the rates are so bad. Secondly, a lot of our clients rely on us for 24-7, what's called place-based care, meaning we're in the community, we're never going to leave, but that isn't true for private insurance companies. They have entered and exited the market throughout the 
Medicaid history since 97, since Medicare went into effect. That's the danger that a lot of communities face, is that if it's no longer profitable, that health plan will no longer be covering their loved ones. And then the overhead part is a big deal. The overhead, again, is two and a half times what it is for our managed care, public and managed care system. That's a $300 million loss statewide. And that would be immediate because it comes off the top in terms of profits and higher salaries to insurance executives. So those are the, the downsides to the effort. All right. Well, thanks for that analysis. And from what I understand, some people are saying that th- these bills would improve our, our state's public mental health system, but what is your perspective? You know, I've heard that. It's not clear what they mean. I think it's window dressing. What they mean is that if you like the way commercial insurance covers your current behavioral health, if you're an employer, if you're an employer-paid plan, you'll, you'll like this. And of course, most people in Michigan say, I didn't know I had a behavioral health care benefit employer paid. Or if I did, I have a hard time accessing it. So it won't improve it. In fact, the deficits I described a minute ago are the ones that we've seen in every state that's put this into place. It's actually harmed the access to care. It's harmed the intensity of care. It's harmed um, the comprehensive nature of the current care system. So the people saying that, by the way, are Senator Shirky and Michigan's Medicaid health insurance companies, of course, who want the $3.5 billion, which is what the price tag is, $3.5 billion market. It's not... We have over 100 organizations that have come out against it saying it won't improve it. And that, those groups range from over 30 mental health practitioner groups across the state, the Michigan Catholic Conference, the NAACP, the ACLU, the Michigan Association of Sheriffs. And when they look at these in about 30 counties, when they look at this, these bills, they say all they see is harm. They don't see improvement for the folks who rely on this benefit now. All right. Well, at this point, I'd just open it up. Anything else you'd care to add regarding the bills? Just that there is an alternative being proposed, and that people have talked about it, is there are ways to advance the system. And you start by building on a really robust, um, advanced system, which is the public system, and you close some of the gaps in the currently. Like there's a workforce shortage that's dramatic. 20% of the air health positions now in Michigan are vacant. So you do there's a lot of work on loan repayment that can be done to close that to bring practitioners back in. Secondly, you can improve access to inpatient psychiatry. You're probably seeing the headlines where kids and adults can't get into inpatient psychiatric units. It's because those hospitals need additional money for physical plant build-out and staff staff training. And then thirdly, we need a more robust crisis system. So in some of the mental health crisis currently, if you're on Medicaid, the response is really good, but the state has underfunded the crisis system for decades. So if you're a person not on Medicaid, which is most Michiganders, but the million of us aren't. When you call the local CMH, you will get responses, but it's nowhere near as robust or as long-term as it would be if you're on Medicaid. So by closing those three gaps with uh, financing and innovative policies, you actually get the issue that would advance the system, and these bills do none of those things. And I think that's a, I guess that's our major point. Well, thanks so much, Bob. Before I let you go, where can people go to learn more about this? If they wanted to go to our website, uh, and they can go to cmham.org slash advocacy. Again, that's cmham.org slash advocacy. And there's a good description of the bill, the analysis of them. And if people want to take action, there are many ways they can do it right there. Wonderful. Well, Bob, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. My pleasure. Thanks for calling. Excellent. Once again, we've been speaking with Robert Sheehan, CEO of the Community Mental Health Association of Michigan, based out of Lansing, Michigan, but serving statewide. And uh, we've been reviewing uh, public and mental health and how it impacts our community in light of Senate Bills 597 and 598, uh, working their way through Lansing at this time. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan 
Business Network.